Podcast One. Hi everyone, welcome to this special episode of Koshy's Easy Steps to Financial Success, where I'm going to wrap up the financial information I think you need going into 2021. Remember to check out my other companion podcasts, Koshy's Property Ladder and Koshy's Guide to Starting Your Own Business, if you want to hear more advice on property and business building specifically. Well, it's been an absolutely massive year for your finances and for our economy. So let's start with the R word, recession. Remember when we went into technical recession, meaning we had two consecutive quarters of negative economic growth. Well, the big debate has been whether we were going to have a V-shaped recovery, a short, sharp downturn and a strong bounce back, or a U-shape, a sharp downturn which would stay at that lower level for a while before slowly recovering down the track. Well, we've received our answer and it's certainly a V-shape, which we can see from the strong economic growth we had in the September quarter which was based on strong spending from us consumers. But I'll get into this a bit more in a minute. It's also worth noting that most recently we've seen really strong growth in property prices, the best November performance on our share market since the 1980s, and the Reserve Bank saying the economy is looking better than even they expected. So there's a lot to talk about. Let's get started with Australia's economic Christmas miracle, or at least that's what my mate, Comsec Chief Economist Craig James called the latest economic growth figures. As I said before, the Australian economy grew by 3.3% in the September quarter, the most since 1976, which is really promising seeing it contracted a record 7% in the June quarter. But to keep it in perspective, the economy is still down 3.8% over the year after it slipped 0.3% in the March quarter because of the pandemic. So if we look at the biggest contributors to economic growth and where they came from, it was from our own household spending, which was up 4%. While we've been in lockdown and working from home, we've been spending up big time and that's helped the economy roar back. We've sat on the sofa and decided we need a new one, or work from home and decided to set up a workplace properly with furniture and technology. And this has increased the profits and share prices of retail companies like Harvey Norman, Nick Scarley, Breville, Kogan, and Temple and Webster. And how have we funded it? Well, while lots of people are saying JobKeeper and JobSeeker have been a major boost to our spending and economic growth, the $20,000 early access to superannuation has turned out to be a genius idea and created a huge stimulus. So on a global scale, our economic bounce back has been right up there with the best. And property prices are also bouncing back strongly. The CoreLogic Home Value Index of national home prices rose 0.8% in November the most since February. Now, the CoreLogic Home Value Index is the general measure of how our property prices perform. And prices were up 3.1% over the year. 
Capital city home prices lifted 0.7%, led by gains of 1.9% in both Canberra and Darwin. With more flexible working conditions expected to continue, it seems many Australians are looking at moving to a better lifestyle on the fringes of our capital cities. And we seem to be seeing this with regional home prices rising by 1.4% in November, outperforming combined capital cities. But prices fell across parts of Melbourne and Sydney. For example, in Sydney, ride property prices fell half a percent. North Sydney and Hornsby were down 0.2%. Sydney's inner west, down 0.2%. And Sydney city and inner south, also down 0.2%. So does this mean now is the best time to sell property? The answer is not just yet. The peak of the selling market will be next year. What makes me say that? Well, for years now, I've been following property expert Louis Christopher from SQM Research, and I trust him because I've found his analysis of the market very independent. SQM doesn't buy and sell property, so it doesn't look at property through the same rose-coloured glasses some other sources do. It just researches the market and tells it like it is. And Louis's latest boom-bust report shows an incredibly healthy, I dare say hot, property market in 2021 on the back of low interest rates and massive government stimulus. So SQM's base case forecast, assuming ongoing support from the federal government and the Reserve Bank over 2021, and a progressive rollout of a COVID-19 vaccine and the potential for a third wave of the virus. We saw the momentum of the housing recovery appear to have started from the end of the September quarter this year. But according to Louis, if JobKeeper is scaled back too prematurely, the housing market recovery in Sydney and Melbourne could stall. So be warned. Next year, Perth is set to lead the capital city performance and is forecast to rise between 8 to 12% on the back of rising commodity prices, leading to mining-based project investments in Perth. Remember, the Perth economy is driven by those big mining areas up in the northwest. The more mining there is, the higher the commodity prices, the higher the salaries to all its workers who then invest in property. But remember, that market is coming off a low base after a long period of falling or stagnating prices. Taking a look at Melbourne next, the extended lockdowns in 2020 certainly destroyed many small businesses and has likely delayed a jobs recovery. So its property rise is forecast to be a more subdued 2 to 6% next year. And inner city units are expected to record ongoing price declines. Sydney's inner city units are also continuing to record price falls. But in the middle and outer suburban rings of Sydney, there are signs of recovery with good auction clearance rates and asking prices. In fact, the overall Sydney forecast is for a 7 to 11% increase in house prices. And according to SQM, the proposed New South Wales stamp duty land tax opt-in for home buyers will stimulate the housing market next year as well. Now, 
all this sounds pretty promising for property next year for the most part, but heed the warning from Louis, who says to keep in mind that unemployment remains high. Net migration is expected to be negative next year. The more migrants that come in, the more demand for property, pushing prices up. No migrants, no pressure on property prices. We have a surplus of inner city units in our two largest cities. And if there was another negative economic shock or pandemic event in 2021, there's not much room left to cut interest rates on lending. He also believes that many people are under the false impression that they can't ever lose on the housing and that the government will always be there to step into the housing market if needs be. Now, that's scary. In other words, next year's peak in the property market could be followed by a major bust. You've been warned. Keep that in mind if you're thinking about selling your existing home or getting into property for the first time. According to SQM Research, next year is looking likely to be the peak and 2022 could be a major downturn in the cycle. So with all this in mind, now is the time to make sure that your home loan interest rate is competitive. Interest rates are at record lows. So now is definitely the time to pay down that home loan as quickly as you can to build a buffer in case there is a property crash in 2022. If there's not, then you can always draw down that extra cash in the future to invest elsewhere. New figures from the Reserve Bank show that existing home loan borrowers are being ripped off by their lenders who are offering much better deals to new borrowers instead. The average home loan rate for existing variable home loan borrowers is 3.16%, while the average new customer rate is 2.67%. That's almost half a percent difference, which is a lot of money. So don't put up with overpaying. Call up and check what your bank is offering new customers for the same home loan and what other lenders are likely to offer you. Then call your bank and negotiate a better rate. If your lender refuses to budge to offer a better rate, you can always take your business elsewhere, especially if you're on a variable rate. And if you want a cheats guide for what lenders are offering so you can start negotiating from a fully informed position, you can find one at ratecity.com.au. And to give you an idea how much you could save by renegotiating a home loan, if you can cut the rate just 0.15% on a $400,000 loan, you'll save $33 a month or $391 a year. On a $750,000 loan, the savings are $61 a week and $734 a month. And on a million-dollar loan, $82 a week, almost $1,000 a year. The average home loan for an existing Big Four bank customer can be as high as 4% for customers who have been with their bank a long time and haven't negotiated. If you switched to the lowest variable home loan rate on offer at 1.77%, you'd save a whopping $4,140 in repayments 
over the first year and almost $25,000 over five years. So it's certainly worth the effort to go and negotiate. Do it now. And finally, let's take a quick look at our booming stock market. The Australian share market actually had its best November on record with an 11% rise, which is great news for everyone's superannuation fund performance as well as direct share investors. What pushed it up? Well, the hopes of a vaccine getting the world back to some type of normal, plus the continuing rise in iron ore prices, which is by far and away our biggest export. But Chinese government tariffs have hit industries like our wine export industry quite hard. That's my top line view. But if you're interested in the nitty gritty of the share market, then don't forget to join me each weekday, 12 to 1pm Australian Eastern Daylight Time on ausbiz.com.au for the call. This is a show I host where we have 10 stocks suggested by viewers, reviewed by two share experts in 60 minutes. Well, that's it for me for this special episode to wrap up the financial information I think you should understand going into 2021. Good luck in 2021. And remember to check out my other companion podcasts, Koshi's Property Ladder and Koshi's Guide to Starting Your Own Business, if you want to learn more about property and business building specifically. Koshi's Easy Steps to Financial Success was presented by David Kosh and created in collaboration with Podcast One Australia. Producer, Melody Ruiz. Executive producer, Jennifer Goggin. Sound production by Darcy Thompson. For more episodes, listen for free at podcastoneaustralia.com.au. Download the free Podcast One Australia app or search Koshy's Easy Steps to Financial Success podcast.